Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live mic. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Bring it, it to you again, ladies and gentlemen. This uh, this week, we are going to dive into some, some possible names you might hear uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers call in the first round, possibly even get into the second round uh, of this year's 2021 NFL Draft. We are in the thick of NFL free agency. Really, that first big money wave has already passed us by. I still believe the Steelers will have a number of number of smaller moves on the horizon coming up in the in the coming weeks. Really, we know how this team operates. Even before we get to these uh, possible draft names, but we know how this team operates. They like to fill every position so that. Even if there wasn't a draft, they'd be prepared to enter the next season with a roster full of veteran players that are talented enough to be NFL starters. Whether or not they are elite starters that they're finding in free agency usually doesn't happen. They are finding those kind of bottom tier guys that can still step into the lineup and help your team compete. The Steelers haven't really made those moves yet, and I kind of anticipate those moves being on the horizon. So that kind of might affect uh, how the this list kind of shapes up here and uh, how the Steelers may take uh, take a look 
at the draft. Of course, we know in a normal year, they like to fill out their roster and then take the best players available. Even when they traded up to uh, draft Devin Bush, they signed Mark Barron. That was, that was in case they weren't able to move up and land Devin Bush if there wasn't a trade partner. They wanted to be prepared, and that's what the Steelers historically do. They will add players at these positions of weakness, and then they'll still draft someone on top of that to eventually take over the spot. The Steelers don't want to start a rookie at a position on day one. We know this. So before we even get in the list, it has to be said, just because we know how this team operates. If they don't, they don't sign someone and are forced to insert a rookie in this lineup with Ben Roethlisberger potentially playing the last year of his career and signing all these contracts, pushing money in the future. Well, you better be sure that this team is planning on taking that position fairly high because they certainly aren't throwing a fourth round pick out on the field and say, well, this team is still designed to win and we're going to do it with the fourth round pick starting day one. Anyway... Let's get into some names you might hear the Pittsburgh Steelers call when it is the NFL draft, specifically round one, and what each of these picks might mean for the later rounds. Of course, in order to do this, we still have to look at this team's needs, and we also have to eliminate some of the players that don't necessarily fit the Steelers' schemes, because there really isn't a point in drafting someone that doesn't fit into the lineup. So for the Steelers, really, we kind of know the biggest needs, and I I know it's been gone over on other Behind the Steel Curtain podcasts, but running back, offensive line are huge. Center, specifically, huge. We know the Steelers still need to bolster their linebacking depth chart, and that's a way I could definitely see them go in the first round, especially given their history of how good they have been at drafting those spots. And then also, after Tyson Alulu uh, took off back to Jacksonville, the Steelers have a bit of an opening at nose tackle. Now, really starting things off at the top and kind of just getting through the obvious, unless the Steelers are trading up, I, I don't see them drafting a quarterback. I, I don't think the Steelers are in a position where they should be drafting receiver either, unless they are kind of feeling that they're moving on from both Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington next year when they have an abundance of cap space to re-sign their own players. I think both of those spots you can kind of take off the table. Now, we know the Steelers have lost Mike Hilton already uh, in, in the cornerback spot, and seems soon to uh, move on from Steven Nelson, the starting corner in his own right for the Steelers. So all of a sudden that position starts creeping up the draft board as well. All of a sudden you can't eliminate that spot off the list and you can really kind of foresee the possibility of the Steelers taking a corner in the first or second round of this draft. Outside of that, it's it's kind of hard to foresee them taking a tight end and less... uh, some sort of miracle and Kyle Pitts drops there just isn't that second tight end that is worthy of a a first round pick especially at 24 Uh, and then outside of that there really isn't too many other spots of course safety is a definitely a strong spot but uh, if the Steelers decide they don't want to rely on Terrell Edmonds and don't want to pick up his fifth year option 
also that could be a route they could go as well but for a team with as many holes as they do uh, drafting for the future just doesn't feel like uh, the way they're going to go in this year's draft so I would scratch off safety as well Outside linebacker, of course, another spot of strength. The Steelers do need depth. I don't imagine you're, you're taking depth very high in this draft, however. Yeah. Potentially, you could see that if the, if the price is right in the third round. But in, with their first couple picks, they, they got to start hammering out the, uh, the rest of their roster. So, of course really looking at some of their biggest weaknesses here. And we can start in the backfield and at running back. The Steelers really could go one of three ways. And by now, if you're listening to this and you're a hardcore Steelers fan, you probably know the names. Najee Harris from Alabama, Javante Williams from the University of North Carolina, and Travis Etienne from Clemson. Each of those three guys could potentially be first-round picks at running back. Do I think that's a, a move the Steelers should be making? Or a move any team should be making? <laughs> I, I, think, I think we'll know the answer to that is... A pretty resounding no. The value for me at running back just isn't there in the NFL draft in the first round, at least anymore. That being said, the Steelers could really just be looking to bolster the, the short term and try to add to a position that's been a weakness really since Le'Veon Bell sat back back sat out rather back in 2018. So now the Steelers could be looking at this spot and think to themselves, well. This could be the perfect way to upgrade the spot if they could land the the top running back. They they think if they're still available there at 24, that could absolutely be one of the ways they go about it. So as uh, the weeks pass by and more of these uh, pro days uh, complete, by the time this one is out uh, Tuesday morning, uh, we will be just just entering the Alabama Pro Day. So by the time you're listening to this, we might already have a story out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com on how many people were at Alabama's Pro Day to watch Najee Harris and others and who that third coach could potentially be at that Pro Day. Of course, we know uh, at Clemson's Pro Day, the Steelers sent uh, Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and Matt Canada, offense coordinator, to watch specifically Travis Etienne run through his drills. Of course, there are other other guys who are participating, but you don't send that trio for a third-round pick. You're sending them because you potentially see a first-round pick in that building. Travis Etienne was there. That is definitely something to look out for. Outside of him, Javante Williams at uh, North Carolina. That's someone a lot of people think uh, is the best fit for the Steelers uh, at running back in this draft class. They could roll the dice. It's possible that Javante Williams could be there at 55. That seems like a a bit of a risk, uh, depending on how the early rounds go. If all three running backs are there when the Steelers, it's their turn to pick. They might be able to get away with uh, waiting on a running back. They might have to trade up if there's a run on uh, say Najee and Travis. Uh, yeah, Travis Etienne go off the board back to back, or just go fairly quick within one another. They could absolutely jump up and snatch a running back somewhere in the earlier part of the second round. It's just something to watch out for, especially because this running back market's pretty uh, pretty dried up already, unless the Steelers are willing to cut some guys already on their roster to fill multiple spots with, say, an older back like an Adrian Peterson who's expressed interest in the Steelers in the past and a rookie. I suppose that could be a way they go about it. 
Moving past running back, really the biggest need for the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point in the offseason is that center spot. They they need a veteran to spearhead that offensive line. B.J. Finney, he, he was not it. In Seattle and Cincinnati last year, two of the worst offensive lines in the game. He couldn't play a single snap. Uh, B.J. Finney just took a, a massive step back last year. He's a fine depth piece. I have no problem if he uh, just goes back to his old role as that interior three primary backup. No problem with that if that's uh, B.J. Finney's role. But if he's the starting center of the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers, it's going to be a long year. And really, I'll start questioning why Ben Roethlisberger is coming back to begin with if, uh, if that's the guy they're going to have in front of him. All that being said, the Steelers could kind of uh, maneuver this pick, a center pick specifically, uh, in a number of different ways. What's unfortunate here is the top center of the draft, Landon Dickerson, has had four season-ending injuries the past four seasons. So that is pretty significant, especially when it comes to uh, drafting an offense lineman. That's a lot of risk, and really a, a risk that I don't think a team necessarily should be making in the first round. I, I just I have a hard time believing Dickerson's going to last all the way to 55. If he does, uh, then the value just becomes too great, and you, you roll the dice on the injuries, on that injury history. But right now at 24, it just it scares me. And I would say it's a pick that would only necessarily happen if A, the Steelers don't sign anyone, which for the record I think would be a huge mistake. And B, if the other guys on their draft board have already been scooped up and Dickerson's kind of uh, spaced himself out from the next, uh, the next guy that the Steelers uh, would deem worthy of being a Pittsburgh Steeler. And by proxy, take him because he's quite literally the best player available at a massive position of need. So I could see that. I could also see the Steelers taking Creed Humphrey in the first round. Uh, that's kind of the doomsday scenario where really everyone uh, up in front of the Steelers just takes the players that uh, really would kind of line the Steelers' uh, draft board, I should say, uh, and just take everyone that the Steelers would normally take, like uh, these linemen, the running backs, quarterbacks. Say all those positions are gone, the linebackers that we we like, uh, all these big-time spots, if they're all gone, it's definitely possible, especially if Dickerson's already off the board or if they're scared off by that injury history. Creed Humphrey, who could be a second-round pick, which really is another name that it's kind of hard to see get past that 50 spot. He's someone that uh, could end up being a first round just based on the other picks ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers, those first 23 picks. Now, one of the more important positions still for this team is that left tackle spot. And we'll get through the left tackles before uh, we jump to a quick break and kind of look at some other uh, potential first round picks. But the left tackles, really, to the tackle spot in general, is one of the deepest uh, positions of this draft. You'll hear about the receivers a lot, but the offensive tackles, uh, there's an extraordinary uh, amount of names that are really out there. That being said, the top three guys, it, it would be a borderline miracle if any of them were to fall to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those guys being Penny Sewell, who could be a top five pick, Rashawn Slater, who really is kind of duking, duking it out for uh, with Sewell uh, to be that top tackle selected. It could be either of those two guys. And then uh, Christian Derisaw uh, being uh, 
I, I think pretty firmly being the third best tackle in the draft class. Honestly, if any of those three guys were available at 24, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are sprinting the draft card up to Commissioner Goodell because that's just a little too good to be true to be landing any of those three. I think the fourth guy in the tackle group would be uh, Sam Cosme out of the University of Texas. A great uh, pro day. Kind of separated himself from the pack. Extremely strong. Extremely athletic. Uh, He's someone I think the Steelers uh, kind of salivate over when it comes to prototypical size, speed, athleticism, and just straight up talent for an offensive tackle. Uh, I think Cosme could absolutely be the pick, but he's another name. The Steelers are sitting kind of in a sweet spot that uh, potentially a run of tackles could uh, fly off the board before it's the Steelers turn to select the next kind of two guys I see in this tackle class uh, being uh, Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan and Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State I think Mayfield uh, could be a really nice fit for the Steelers Uh, he has a very solid game but uh, the right tackle spot after re-signing Banner for a couple years and still having another year of Chooks for, I just can't see them uh, going after a pure right tackle and then try to flip them to the left side It, it just doesn't really work uh, it, it, I would hate to say it's a, a waste of a, a draft pick, but all of a sudden, the two guys that you have battling out for the right side, you might might want to flip and have them battle out for the left side, meaning learning new technique, uh, a new way of going about things. I, I just don't like that side of things, especially with how deep this tackle class is and how close guys like 5 through 11 really are. And really, I think a, a group of those guys, 5 through 11, I think a number of them will still be available when the Steelers pick at 55. So, now that Banner and Chooks are under contract, I think we see the Steelers uh, sit on it. And uh, unless a crazy big-time name falls to them at 24, they move on and uh, look to a different position in that first round. We're going to get to a couple other spots here really quickly, and we might get to some names you, you might hear at 55 just over uh, this quick break here. So stay tuned. We will be right back to the live mic in just a moment. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Steeler fans, getting back to the second half of the Live Mike podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Beck. Uh, of course, that first half of the show, we kind of got gone over the center tackle and running back spots. I know that is a, a very high areas of need that a lot of Steeler fans are kind of expecting this team uh, to go uh, in that first round 24th overall pick slot. 
That being said, I, I could see a couple other positions potentially uh, being those first round selection for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, it might not be uh, well received by some, but uh, for those of you that know me, that follow me on Twitter, if you don't, uh, my handle is at MichaelBeck56. Uh, for those of you that uh, don't know, uh, one of the players that I'm extremely high on is Tulsa linebacker Zaven Collins. You will see a lot of Steelers analysts uh, very high on this kid. Uh, some people want to list him as an outside linebacker just based on his sheer size. I think that would be do- doing him a disservice. If you have time after you're done listening to this podcast, I highly suggest looking up Zaven Collins' highlights and watch... Uh, well, he did win the best defensive player of the year award last year in the NCAA. So I think it's fair to say, watch the best NCAA player in 2020 go to work because uh, that's some of the most impressive tape I've seen out of a linebacker maybe ever. Had he gone to a bigger school, I think Zayvon Collins would be a, a top top 10, potentially top five pick every day of the week. Uh, He runs like a gazelle. He does everything correctly. You've heard his name a number of times in other uh, Behind the Steel Curtain podcasts, but he is someone to look out for because of really his intangibles. The Steelers, after cutting Vince Williams, have a need. Uh, Avery Williamson hasn't been signed back. Uh, Robert Spillane, obviously he's kind of the projected starter, but he still hasn't even signed his uh, restricted free agent tag, which he has no other option but to sign. So eventually he will get back and be in the, be in the building. But uh, I don't think the Steelers should be afraid of uh, bringing someone like Zayvon Collins into the building. Uh, if he's available at 24 and really other than a couple tackles potentially sliding he's he'd probably be the best player available on the board if that name is there i could see this pittsburgh steelers bringing that draft card in and i wouldn't be surprised whatsoever because this team we know how much they love drafting linebackers in the first round but again it's something they are really really good at doing sure they missed on jarvis jones I assure you, this is not the same player whatsoever. Zayvon Collins, uh, I can talk about it till I'm blue in the face, but if he's available, I, I could absolutely see that being the pick. I don't really foresee them going inside linebacker unless it is uh, Collins on the board. I know there's some other guys that could potentially be there. Uh, I suppose uh, Parsons from Penn State, if he was available, you probably make that pick too because uh, he really should be uh, one of those kind of top 10 type players, potentially a, uh, a teens uh, type pick. But uh, I could see uh, really only Zayvon Collins being uh, the linebacker the Steelers could go with. But uh, he is a player that could change your defense and allow you to do a lot of things. Uh, his athleticism kind of lets Devin Bush play more of a, a loose game and doesn't have to cover for uh, Mike Hilton or uh, Vince Williams given the situation uh, just because he has such a well-rounded out game. So those two in the middle, Bush and Collins, would be one of the more deadly uh, duos in the league. Uh, really, honestly, from day one, I, I think it could be uh, comparable to what uh, Tampa Bay has in uh, Levante David and Patrick White, which right now I think is viewed as the best uh, interior linebacker duo in the game today. And if uh, if that's what you're competing against, 
that's pretty darn good. And I have no problems with the team going in that direction. If they don't, I could kind of see them potentially going cornerback if the right player is available. Of course, we know everything that's going on with the Steelers' uh, corner position. Uh, right now, it seems like Cameron Sutton and Joe Hayden are kind of training to be uh, the team's outside corners, potentially even a James Pierre being the outside corner and Cam Sutton being the nickel. That right there changed the defense, though, because Sutton is not the guy that's stepping up uh, against the blitz or uh, against uh, the rush. Uh, he's not a guy that's blitzing the passer. That just isn't his game. He is the finesse corner type. So if if he's playing the nickel spot, he's not playing the same role Mike Hilton did. The defense will be different in 2021. If the right guy isn't there at corner, I suppose a, another way that they could go about things is potentially a, a Christian Barmore out of uh, the University of Alabama, potentially the best interior defensive lineman uh, of the draft class. It is possible they go this way and run more of a true 3-4, which the Steelers have kind of gotten away from, running more of a a 4-2 kind of defensive front and not playing a nose tackle as much, uh, having more speed-type bodies on the field. But that could could also be another way they go about uh, replacing Tyson Alulu. Uh, The Steelers... uh, if they want to play more of that kind of traditional 3-4 front, th- that's kind of the move they would have to make. They really don't have anyone on the roster or anyone available in free agency that could be a 80% of the snaps type defensive player at that nose tackle spot. Those guys just don't really exist anymore. Barmore could be that guy. He could be. I, I'm not uh, I'm not really banking on it. He might be someone that's more successful as a, uh, a 40 front defensive tackle. Uh, but if the Steelers really want to play a true 34, Barmore could be the guy. And then uh, you have a nice little trio in the middle of Hayward, Bar- Barmore, and Stefan Tuitt. Outside of that, I can't really see the Steelers going in too many other directions. When it comes to the second round, however, it really comes... Uh, uh, it, it'll, it'll kind of weigh heavily what they do in the first round uh, because I, I think at some point here, if they don't go offensive line in the first round, you're almost bound to see it in the second. And really, I think the second round is kind of the money round for taking an offensive tackle. There are so many guys uh, that, that could be there that are guys that potentially could have been a first-round pick in other years, but given the, the depth of the class... Uh, sneak a little bit further back in the second round and have some tremendous value. Uh, Dylan Radins uh, out of North Dakota State. The Steelers, I know, have interest in. They sent uh, Adrian Clem to that uh, North Dakota State Pro Day to scout him quite closely, uh, run him through the gauntlet. I could see uh, that could be a a potential name if the Steelers don't go tackle in the first round. Uh, We know how much the Steelers love their Notre Dame prospects. Potentially Liam Eichenberg. He could be someone uh, given uh, given his uh, type of game, he could be someone that's available at 55. Outside of that, Alex Leatherwood, I know someone uh, was early in the draft process uh, viewed as a very likely potential option for the Steelers at pick 24. Leatherwood's kind of fallen off uh, as uh, as that top first round prospect. He, he kind of ranks closer um, to being a second, potentially even a third round pick depending on uh, how quickly the tackles go off the board. Uh, he's just He just isn't that guy. Um, 
when you look at the Alabama offense line, uh, the tackle starting opposite of him uh, on tape clearly stands out more. Uh, Dickerson and Deontay Brown in the middle, obviously studs, both going to be NFL guys. Definitely uh, hoping, helping Leatherwood out, especially with the rest of that all-star cast for uh, that Alabama offense. Uh, he has elite size, but he's not someone you want starting on day one. Uh, he, he could translate better as a second-round pick as someone that you can sit and kind of teach for a year before kind of taking the ropes a year from now when a Chooks, a core four contract comes off the books. So right now the Steelers kind of do have two starting tackles, but uh, taking someone in the second round might kind of be their, their immediate kind of upgrade uh, don't, doesn't necessarily start right away, but uh, learns potentially could take over midway through the season or if there's an injury, but works their way into the starting job a year from now. Outside of that, it's possible the Steelers go uh, center in the second round. It's kind of hard to see either Dickerson or Humphrey uh, lasting this long at this point, being the top two centers of the class, and there are some definite center-needy teams around the league. Uh, you look at uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, obviously, that's a, that's a team that uh, is desperately trying to improve its offensive line. Uh, I could see the Dolphins getting back in that market. Really, there is a ton of teams that could be looking for a little uh, a little boost in the interior and uh, could go either of those two guys, or potentially both could be first-rounders, uh, potentially both could be second-rounders, but in either scenario, it's kind of hard to foresee either of them being available uh, down at 55. Perhaps Quinn Miners, uh, Josh Myers types uh, could be there, uh, even though they might uh, fit a little bit better value-wise being third-round picks. We'll kind of have to see how the draft process shakes up. But given the mood move the Steelers may make um, at center if they don't bring in a veteran and uh, they end up starting B.J. Finney then I think you pair a second or third round pick to uh, take over fairly quickly as we've seen with Finney when he uh, first started in Seattle last year he quickly lost his job to someone that uh, was pretty inexperienced along that Seahawks offense line history could repeat itself there and you could have a third round pick starting at center boy hopefully uh, it's because of talent not because of uh, Finney's poor performance that's uh, that's gonna be a spot to kind of hold your breath over the coming weeks outside of that uh, center and tackle I think could be definitely both be addressed at that spot. Um, you also could see a, a tight end kind of slide into uh, that area. If a P- Pat Fryermuth out of Penn State is still available, which would be shocking, the second best uh, consensus, second best tight end in this draft class is there at 55. I think it'd be kind of hard for the Steelers not to uh, take that value. Uh, I think Fryermuth could be someone that could be had closer to 40. Perhaps the Steelers could take him in the first round. It doesn't really make sense uh, from a a need fit and a a value fit. Potentially, if we're talking a tradeback scenario, which we know the Steelers do not do. It's been more than 20 years since the last time they've traded back in the first round. The only time of the Kevin Colbert era. Uh, being 2001 when they traded from 15 to 18 uh, and then selecting Casey Hampton with that 18th overall pick. The Steelers don't trade back. Perhaps we know this is a wacky year. 
perhaps they can do it, but I'm not banking on uh, them making a, a ton of uh, trade back type deals. It just isn't them. You need to have a trade partner, and historically, most teams kind of stay put anyway. So that's kind of the way I foresee that kind of uh, trending out here. Uh, of course, the Steelers could uh, definitely go corner with the second round pick something I joked around about uh, the other day if potentially the Steelers going inside linebacker with their first round pick and corner with the second round pick uh, a big uh, faction of the fan base might uh, have their collective heads pop off simultaneously I, I know how desperate some of you are to get uh, offensive players into this building uh, and playing for the Steelers with their early round picks, but it could be another year of a, a defensive-centric uh, type draft. It, just depending on how it goes, there's a number of ways. As we get uh, closer to the draft through free agency, because now at the time of release of this podcast, I believe it will be 38 days uh, until the NFL draft. As we get a little bit closer, we, we can break down these names again uh, in perhaps a little bit more detail as uh, more rumors start to pop up and the Steelers start to sign more players. But I thank you for tuning in today to this episode of the Live Mike. We will catch you guys next week. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and make sure you're clicking over to said website, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. If you love the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're not getting any more content anywhere on the internet than Behind the Steel Curtain, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Once again, thank you for tuning in. We will catch you next week. Have a good one. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.